الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد افلح من زكاها وقد خاب من دساها وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الكيس من دان نفسه وعمل لما بعد الموت والعاجز من اتبع نفسه هواها وتمنى على الله الاماني او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders yesterday we discussed briefly how we should be spending our time here those amal that we should be engaging in and among the things we discussed was also dedicating some time for meditating on death muraqabah of maut the tasbihat and obviously tilawat as much as we can so all this is meant to develop that strength and energy within our hearts to achieve the objective for what we have come the ibadat is not the purpose of ramadan though ibadat is our object but ibadat in itself is not the purpose of ramadan it is to take us to the purpose <coughs> like the fasting is a great ibadat it's meant to take us to the objective and the objective is the taqwa so there are various ways in which the same thing is sometimes described acquiring taqwa making tazkiyah of the nafs all this refers to one and the same thing that when a person has made tazkiyah of his nafs he has purified his inner self then this will happen when he has acquired taqwa so all comes back to the same point so this too is part of our objective the cleansing of our inner selves the subduing of this nafs and this requires that we focus towards removing all the evils from ourselves to look deep down in our hearts what are the problems that i have to acknowledge within ourselves and in front of allah taala that these are my issues one of the biggest downfalls and biggest impediments is that when a person is in a state of denial about his spiritual problems when a person is in a state of denial then the remedy is very difficult and a person acknowledges that i have a problem then half the battle is won and who are we to be in denial great personalities where there was just perhaps the woof of something not even any real dust just a mere scent of something they took this very seriously and they took steps to cleanse themselves whereas there wasn't really anything much to clean 
Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala an, he is the Amirul Mu'mineen. And he comes out into the bazaar. And he comes out with a, like a kind of container on his back. And he's giving people water to drink, which was a common thing. But this was done by a person who was like a very menial person. Somebody doing a very menial task. Like in our times, somebody who's sweeping the street. So he doesn't have any other job, he's given this job. So in those days, this was a common thing. People would even sell their water to passers-by, etc. It is regarded as a very menial task. So now the Amirul Mu'mineen of the time, and he is out on the streets, and he's giving people water to drink. People were very surprised at this. Asked him, what are you doing? So he said, well, all these delegations had come today to meet me. And they praised me and I felt something in my heart due to this praise. So I'm doing this to remedy this, what I felt within myself. Now who is Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an? Law kana ba'di nabiyan lakana Umar. Nabi Islam says, had there been a Nabi after me, it would have been Umar radiallahu an. That when Nabi Islam said to him, when you walk on a path, then shaitan diverts his, he goes on a different path. He doesn't cross paths with you. Person of that caliber, that shaitan doesn't cross paths with him. And he detected something as a result of the praises of some people. That little thing might have been just a passing thought. But, he comes out in the public and he is now remedying himself, rectifying himself. Now when this can happen, when a person is very, very conscious about that heart. Nowadays, our whole attention is on everything external. Everything external must be perfect, must be shining, it must be clean, it must be presentable, it must be better than presentable. But what really matters is the heart. Not that the outside must not be clean and presentable, but the real thing is the heart. And to polish that heart, clean that heart, shine that heart, that is what we pay little attention to. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala is walking with a new garment, but the sleeve is cut on one side in a way that makes it very unattractive now. It was a new garment and the sleeve is cut like a hand span on one side. Somebody asked him, this is looking odd. What happened here? He says, now when I wore it, I felt something happen within me. It was a new garment and it affected me, meaning it probably brought some kind of feeling of I'm somebody. Not necessarily that this is what he felt, but for our understanding that this was perhaps a very distant thought. So he says, I felt this little thing in my heart, so I decided to remedy this. How am I remedying it? I made it look a little bit odd. Now this doesn't mean that a person, Allah Ta'ala has blessed him to wear something good, this is not permissible. But the point is that these things, how does it impact on one's heart? That is the issue. To wear good clothes, 
provided it is within the limits of Shariat and Deen, there's no harm in it. But if those good clothes create pride in the heart, if those good clothes create a sense of superiority, he's looking at somebody else who doesn't have a branded garment, so he says, this person nobody, I'm somebody. So I'm wearing the branded things. Then for him, that is a big problem. In itself, it may not have been a problem, provided it is well within the limits of Sharia. But if that becomes the end result of wearing that kind of garment, then for him it's a big problem. For somebody else it might not have been a problem. Hazrat Mawla Abdul Hay, Rahmatullah the great alim of India, there was a Nawab of that time. The Nawabs were extremely wealthy. They were like mini kings. So one Nawab had become very friendly with him. So that Nawab would insist and every year he would give him 360 sets of clothing. So now this used to come as a gift. He would accept it. So every day he's wearing a new garment. And the one he wore today, he'll give it away in sadaqah. Tomorrow he'll wear the other one. The first one he gave it away in sadaqah. So he accepted the gift and this is how he... But now every day he's in a brand new garment. So now, a person every day wearing brand new clothes. If it's us, what he'll do to our hearts? But one day he came into the masjid in Java Masjid in Delhi... And it had rained, and some portion, perhaps the roof might have been leaking or something, there was a, some small puddle of water, and as a result, this gap was left in the surf. Because people were avoiding sitting in that spot. So when he walked in, he saw this, and he realized that this gap is going to get left empty. And the surf should be completed, shouldn't leave the, any gap in the surf. So without any hesitation, he didn't even give it a second thought. He went and filled that gap. It's obvious his clothes got soiled. But this made it clear to one and all that that clothing was not in his heart. When the need came to fill that gap and let the clothing get soiled, it didn't affect him in the least. But another person who might have had very old clothing, but could have been in his heart, he was probably refraining from this, but for him that was perfectly fine. For one person driving a certain car might have no problem. But if somebody else is driving that same car and it's making him feel one above the rest, making him feel proud, making him feel a sense of superiority is coming in him, then for him it's a big problem. So we find that these Ahlullah, these Akabir, they went to this kind of extent to rectify this inner self. Hazrat Shah Ismail Shaheed, great personality of India, and who was at the forefront of the jihad against the British. So one day, while they were on a journey somewhere, so they were out in jihad, so on this journey, he told everybody, okay, I'm coming just now. And he left the caravan, the rest of the whole group. And he came into a small town where there was one masjid. A small little masjid. And now in these places, this used to be a common thing. that travelers, etc. would want to come and spend some time in the masjid, sleep overnight, whatever. And often the person, the muazzin, used to be in charge of this kind of things. 
he would become, he would prevent this. Sorry, you can't come here. Some would accommodate it, many would not. So now he comes to the masjid. It was, Salah time was over. So now he's trying to come in. So the Muslim realizes this is a stranger, the traveler, and he's probably going to now want to stay here. So he told him, sorry, you can't come. So Mawlana insisted on coming. I'm going to stay here. He said, no, you can't stay here. So he said, no, I'm coming in. He started coming in. When he started coming in, this person came and physically pushed him out. He is the imam of the time. So when he pushed him out, Shah Ismail Shahid came in again for a second time. For the second time he pushed him out with more force. And then this happened three, four times. After this happened three, four times, then he saw, now this person is just not taking no for an answer. So he let it be. Shah Ismail Shahid then sat down. When he sat down, a few minutes later, Two people on horseback, they are looking for him now. He suddenly went away. So now they are in all their gear, all fully equipped. And now they are coming looking for him. And as they come, this Mawazin sees, and he realizes, I have made a big blunder here. This is some big person. I've been physically pushing him out. So he already started shivering. So Shah Ismail Shahid saw this. And he told him, you don't worry one bit. Nothing's going to happen to you. I'm going now with these people. I'll even send the food for you. So he was surprised at all this. And upon inquiry from the people, he realized that this is Shah Ismail Shaheed Rahmatullah He was familiar with the personality. He was totally shocked. He said, well, why did you do this? When the first time I said no, you knew how I'm going to behave. I didn't know who you are. I wasn't aware of who you are. You knew what was going to be my reaction. But you brought about this situation where I physically kept on pushing you out and you tolerated that and you allowed this to happen to you so many times. So his reply was that I came to make large of myself. I came to treat myself. I came here deliberately and I knew this is going to be what's going to happen. But I came to treat myself. I was feeling something within my heart that I am the imam of this whole jihad and people are regarding me in such high esteem and whatever else. So I looked for this kind of situation so that I'll get pushed a few times and it will put me in my mind, my, put my mind in place that this is what you are, you are worth being pushed around. But this is the lesson for us that how conscious these people were that what is in my heart? What is lurking therein? And what has to be done to remedy these things? So they weren't in denial. Our minds, there's denial only of one thing. If a person is on some substance abuse and is in denial, that's all. Indeed, that also is a major problem. But how many times we are in denial of so many major cancers within our hearts? A person is diabetic. He doesn't want to take any tests. All the symptoms are there and he's continuing with eating all the sweet things. Now he's in denial of that illness that he's suffering from. So what's going to be the end result? When finally now the gangrene will set in and now they'll have to amputate a toe, amputate the foot, Allah forbid. 
Then he now finally accepts, yes, this is a problem. I'm very, very severely diabetic. But all the while, all the symptoms were there, but he refused to do anything about it. He refused to take any test. He refused to take any medication. And as a result, the illness just keeps increasing until finally it has come now to the point of amputation. So the issue is to start off with not to be in denial. Person has an anger problem, to accept I have a problem. Now what next? How do I rectify this? How do I go about sorting this problem out? A person has a problem with his eyes. He can't control his gaze. He's all the time falling and looking at haram. He's destroying everything that he's doing, everything that he makes so much effort to acquire. Month of Ramadan comes, he's in etikaf, or he's in he's fasting the whole day and making tilawat the whole night, and so many things he's doing. And in moments everything is washed away. Now, this is a major problem. This is a cancer. But a person is in denial of it, then this will just get worse by the day. Person has a problem with pride, person has a problem with jealousy, person has a problem with malice. People have problems with so many things. Nobody is perfect and nobody can claim anything for himself. But the first thing is not to be in a state of denial about it. Between ourselves and Allah Ta'ala first and foremost. To acknowledge and accept this is my problem. But after having acknowledged that there's a problem, then the problem is not going to go away by itself. There's a problem and a person has some illness, then he goes to the doctor. And then he expresses what his problem is. And then he seeks the treatment. And sometimes the treatment may be harsh. He happily accepts that too. He pays for it. The treatment is bitter sometimes. But he happily accepts that bitter treatment. The famous incident of Shah Abdul Quddus Gangoi Rahmatullah's son which we mentioned many times, but there's so much of ibrat in it, that after his father passed away, he realized that he didn't take the benefit that he should have. So now he was looking for, where will he get this? So somebody told him that this person who is all the way in bulk, he had come to your father and taken that benefit. You want to take it, now you have to go to bulk. Now where is Gango and where is bulk? thousands of miles away. So he travels and he comes all the way to Balkh. So the message gets ahead before him that the son of the sheikh is coming. So the, half the town comes out to receive him. And the sheikh receives him with a lot of respect and honor and dignity. And now he is being served in this manner with, as a royal guest after three days pass like this, so he says to the Sheikh there in Balkh, that I haven't come for all this. So what have you come for? That I have come for that wealth which you received from my father. That connection with Allah Ta'ala, that tazkiyah of the nafs, that love of Allah Ta'ala, that total servitude, that purity of the heart, this wealth I have come to take. You see, if this is what you've come to take, then that the procedure now is different. The whole system is different now. He says, now you 
all these royal robes that we had given you, this very good clothing and so on. Now you'll have to change that for these very simple clothing, these rags. Now he's coming from a kind of royal background himself. He says, now you must change. And wear these old patch garments. And what is your wazifa? You must just keep cleaning these gutters. And the hammam, the water used to be made hot by lighting a fire under that kind of giza or something. You must keep putting wood in that hammam. The musallis come, they'll get hot water. Because that's your job. Now this used to be the most menial task. Day and night, this is your job. No other, nothing else. Now he carries on. Now all those things which had crept in the pride and all the other feelings of superiority and whatever else, now he had come to rectify that. And he is now submitting himself. So after some time, the sheikh says to the person cleaning the toilets, bucket carrier, that when you clean the toilet today, you pass by, go past him little close, close by him. Now this was a major insult. Person of a high class, it was like a major insult that somebody walks close to him in that manner, somebody of that nature, somebody carrying that filth is walking past close to him, let, let alone touching him. Just walking past close to him. They would regard it as a major insult if such a person made salam to them too. He said, but you do this and just carry on. And just slightly maybe brush past him. So he did that. And as this person passed by him and just slightly brushed past him, he looked up in anger and he said, Naraha Gango. You're lucky this is not Gango. I'm sitting here in Balkh. If it was Gango, you did this, then you would have known what would be the consequences. I would have shown you what is the result of this day. But I am, my hands are tied here. I can't do anything. This person came and reported to the sheikh, this is a problem. This is his response. He says, no, he's still far from done still. Now this is the lesson for us that a person has come from thousands of miles away, coming from a kind of royal background, and he's subjecting himself willingly to all this. He's not that he's happy about it from inside enjoying it, but he's happy to get the treatment. person is doing something that is against his nature, he's not going to be enjoying it. But enjoyment is not how we're going to pass his life successfully. If we are going to keep chasing enjoyment of the world, there's an enjoyment beyond these temporary things. There's an enjoyment that comes from the side of Allah Ta'ala to a pure heart, which is an enjoyment beyond all the material pleasures. So in order to acquire that, there are sacrifices to be made. There are things to subject oneself to which one might not be happy about, but which is prescribed for one for the sake of that cleansing. In any case, time passed, carrying on with the same cleaning of the gutters. Then after some time, he says, today you go past, after you take that bucket, you go past and slightly spill some on him also. Can we imagine this situation? It's easy to talk about it. So he does as he was told. This person now looks up in anger, but he keeps quiet, doesn't say anything. Now this was a worse situation than the first one, but the reaction was different. The reaction was half. 
there's a treatment taking place. There's a cleansing happening. He comes and reports, he says, still undone. But there's improvement, but still not complete. After some time, he says, today when you go, you pretend to trip and let everything fall on him. So he does again, as told, and pretends to trip and fall and lets that whole bucket fall on this person. What is the reaction? He's not concerned about himself. He quickly wakes up and he's helping this person who has fallen down, apparently fallen down. Did you get hurt? Everything is okay. Now when he comes and reports this to the sheikh, he says, now the work is done. But he still puts him through some other tests, a lengthy incident, still puts him to some other tests and eventually tells him that that wealth which I had received from your father, I have now passed it on to you. You may now go and serve the deen of Allah Ta'ala. But the lesson for us in all this is that those who truly understood the importance of the cleansing of this heart, then they didn't sit idly and some kind of very, very casual some link somewhere and must made some wazifas and felt everything is done. No, there was a live taluk to start off with. Then they weren't in denial of what the issues are. And then the third thing was, they made the necessary effort to rectify the problems and the ills. So now this pride and this anger and this arrogance and everything got cleaned out. Otherwise, sometimes in public a person is, even the angels will be in envy of him. But the angels know what goes on in private, so they're not going to envy him there. But in public, the person is his super A. But within the four walls of the home, or in his business, or his subordinates, then it's suddenly a different person. Then nothing can be tolerated. Everything must be the way he wants it. And otherwise the whole, as they say, the roof comes down. And all kinds of abuse and vulgarity. Now this is a major illness. So just being or presenting oneself in one way in public, that doesn't resolve the issue. Because on the day of Qiyamah we can't say that, no, well in the masjid I conducted myself in one way, so at home was a different issue. The day of Qiyamah we will be taken to task for everything how we conducted ourselves at home, how we conducted ourselves in our businesses, at our jobs, with our subordinates, with anyone and everyone. So now if these maladies are not rectified, on the day of Qiyamat, it will become a big problem. By the time the eyes close now, it's too late to do anything. So these are things, these are issues, this Mubarak month of Ramadan, is this month of acquiring this taqwa and taqwa entails cleansing all these illnesses on the heart as well. To recognize the illnesses to start off with. Often we don't even realize that we are ill. Many a times a person doesn't even realize that he is ill. And just by chance something might come up very much later. Now he realizes this was an old illness. So to start off with, we need to get ourselves checked and to then acknowledge the weaknesses, acknowledge the problems, then to undertake what the treatment would be.
and any sacrifices that need to be made in that regard, we are ready to make those sacrifices. Then inshallah with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, we will reach that level where slowly but surely these maladies would get rectified. Nothing happens at the press of a button. There is an effort, there is a constant effort, there's dua, there's begging Allah Ta'ala's help. But when a person undertakes the procedure, sunnatullah and the system from Allah Ta'ala's side is, a person takes the step towards Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala's help comes rushing to him. But he has to take the step. We will have to first help the deen of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala's help will then come. We have to help ourselves to rectify ourselves. Allah Ta'ala's help will then come. Allah Ta'ala will rectify us. So this Mubarak month is for this purpose as well. That we introspect, look deep down within ourselves. What are our problems? What are our difficulties? Otherwise, as time goes, these illnesses will keep getting worse, getting deeper, when that root is still very new. It has just come out of that seed. Very easy to just pluck it off the ground. Rumi Rahmatullah that very famous incident that he has mentioned about this person who had one thorny plant. Now that thorny plant, people were getting hurt with it. So they told him, look, this is causing taklif, please take it out. So he said, tomorrow. Then it started growing a little bit bigger. Now more people, as now it's right on his boundary and it's hanging outside. So people are walking past and now they're getting hurt. So every now and then somebody is talking to him and saying to him, please remove this. He says, tomorrow. As the time went from a small little plant, this became a huge tree. Now the thorns are falling all over the path. People are getting hurt and people are getting inconvenienced. So finally people could take it no more. By that time, now this was a huge tree. So they went to the governor and told him this person is not listening and years have gone by and now this has become a real problem for everybody. The governor came and gave him notice. This is going to be the fine or this is going to be the penalty you'll be thrown in jail if this is not cut. Now he got a shock of his life. So now he took his big axe and came. Because nobody wanted to help him. He caused so much taklif to everybody. But now when he came with his axe, this tree was so big and so strong. And he in this time had grown weak. So now try as much as he can. He's not getting anywhere. He's knocking at it. But that's just bouncing off. Why? Because he adopted the policy of tomorrow. And as they say tomorrow... There's one tomorrow which will certainly come. The tomorrow of Qiyamah. The tomorrow of our death. Other than that in dunya, they say often tomorrow never comes. Like that shop, the sign on the, by the till, cash today, credit tomorrow. So the person will come tomorrow, he'll see the same sign again. Cash today, credit tomorrow. So if he wants credit, he'll have to keep coming till Qiyamah. By the time he won't need it. So, that same policy we adopt in terms of our islah, in terms of our reformation, then these maladies keep getting deeper and deeper. A person has the problem with his phone, he has a problem with the internet, and he says tomorrow. That tomorrow becomes a more difficult tomorrow. And now this starts becoming deeper and deeper and deeper. And then any evil is like something that is rotting. Now something that is rotting, first it will ro start just getting a little bit 
bad, then it starts rotting, then it really starts, the stem starts coming out. Initially, nobody even knew this thing is quietly rotting inside. If somebody had to pick up that fruit or something, then they'll only know this is something, a problem here. Otherwise, it's hidden in that basket or whatever, nobody even knows what's going on. But after some time now, this has now reached a state of advanced decay. Now it starts giving that stench. So somebody walks in to that room, they're already holding their nose. Something is a problem here. They don't know what's going on, but they can already smell there's a major problem. And sometimes it'll get to that point where that stench will already be outside. So when a person doesn't rectify things in time, then this evil gets deeper, it starts rotting inside. In time, that stench comes out. And then sometimes it ruins a person's akhirat, ruins his dunya, everything. Because then it explodes. So the sensible thing to do is that to attend to whatever the issues are. And never to be in denial about it between ourselves and Allah Ta'ala to start off with. Then we seek help and we rectify, attend to it. We make an effort upon it. Whatever sacrifices have to be made. Many a person discusses the problem he has about his phone, for example. When the person is told that this is the problem you have, it's obvious that you are getting cut with this knife, you have to now part with this knife. You are getting burned with this fire, you'll have to stay far from this fire. So take this phone and throw it away. But no, I can't do that. So you can't do that, then don't complain about the fire. If you want to have the, your hand in the fire, then you're going to get burnt. So obviously there will be sacrifices required. There will be things to be done which we might not be happy to do. But when a person will undertake it for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, so the question comes that is this all then, there's no, need, uh, no way that a person can use all this technology person should not give himself a second chance. He tripped and fell once. لا يلدغ المؤمن من جحر واحد مرتين أو كما قال That a mu'min doesn't fall in the same hole twice. He fell once, he learned his lesson. Ah, he doesn't take chances, doesn't give himself a second chance. The person who has built that nisbat to the point where that this has strengthened where he will not fall in that same hole again, inshallah, then for him it's a different issue. But if he's fallen once, he's not giving himself a second chance. And this is a total destroyer. It destroys everything in moments. It will ruin a person's ibadat. It will ruin his life. It will ruin the peace in his marriage. It will ruin the, the tranquility of his heart. There will be no peace. It will apparently be outwardly everything seeming fine, but a person's heart and mind will be in turmoil. He will be walking outwardly apparently very peacefully and calmly, driving very, very happily around, but he will be on fire. And his life will become a misery. There is only one way to extinguish this fire with the water of taqwa. To extinguish this fire with the zikr of Allah wa ta'ala. And 
to get rid of this fire completely from one's life. Otherwise it will ruin deen and how many people's dunya also it has ruined. People's dunya also crumbled in front of them as a result of these problems. So shaitan is out to destroy us. That is his, his declared objective. We need to be careful. Allah Ta'ala has already declared this openly to us. Inna shaitan alakum aduun fattakhiduhu aduwa. Shaitan is your open enemy. So you treat him as an enemy. Don't ever go close to those things that shaitan uses to trap a person into it. Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq that we focus towards this islah of our inner selves and Allah ta'ala enable us to undertake whatever is necessary to rectify ourselves. لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم دل میرا ہو جائے ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر 
اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلالہ عم نوانہ اللہ 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 کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشق و کامینہ اور جام ہے اللہ اللہ کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشق و کامینہ اور جام ہے 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم 
اللهم اهدنا لاحسن الاخلاق لا يهدي لاحسنها الا انت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها الا انت اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد اذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمه انك انت الوهاب ربنا انك جامع الناس ليوم لا ريب فيه ان الله لا يخلف الميعاد ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله وموس مرسيفول الله موس غريشس موس كاين موس لافينغ الله اله العالمين يا الله يا الله وي ار وانس اجين اكنوليجينغ اول اور سنز يا الله يا الله وي ار نوت ان دينايل اوف وات ايفر وي هاف دن يا الله يا الله يو ار ذا نو اوف ايفريثينغ يا الله يا الله يو نو ايفريثينغ ذات وي هاف دن وي هاف لوكت ات وي هاف هيرد وي هاف سبوكن what has cost our hearts and minds ya allah everything is in front of you ya allah ya allah we are acknowledging what you have done ya allah ya allah we are today repenting from it ya allah ya allah we making sincere tawbah from it ya allah ya allah we deeply regret what we have done ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah it was only your tolerance ya allah that we have been still safe from azab ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah we acknowledge all the misdeeds we have committed ya allah ya allah we are sincerely repenting today ya allah ya allah we are begging your forgiveness ya allah ya allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya allah ya allah we are firmly resolving not to go back to it in the future ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you give us istiqamat on this tawbah ya allah ya allah you forgive all our major and minor sins ya allah forgive the sins of the day and night ya allah forgive the sins we've done deliberately and mistakenly ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you forgive us ya allah shower down your maghfirat on us ya allah Ya Allah no matter how much our sins may be ya Allah ya Allah it can be filled with the ocean according to the in equal to the oceans ya Allah ilahul alamin one drop of your maghfirat is enough ya Allah one drop of your maghfirat is enough to remove everything ya Allah ya Allah we are begging for the showers of your maghfirat ya Allah ya Allah you shower down your maghfirat upon us ya Allah ya Allah don't take us to trial ya Allah ya Allah don't put us into fitna for our deen ya Allah don't put us into any fitna for dunya ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah you keep us in your protection ya Allah ya Allah forgive us ya Allah forgive our families ya allah forgive our relatives ya allah forgive our friends ya allah ya allah forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah forgive the ummah ya allah ya allah forgive the ummah ya allah ya allah forgive the ummah ya allah ya allah remove the suffering of the ummah ya allah remove the hardships of the ummah ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah grant the ummah once again the respect and honor it had ya allah ya allah remove the disgrace from the ummah ya allah ilahul alamin enable us to do those a'mal that bring down your rahmat ya allah that bring down your grace ya allah ya allah save us from those a'mal that bring down your azab ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah protect the entire ummah from such a'mal ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you keep us on sirat mustaqim ya allah ala keep us on sirat mustaqim ya allah ala keep us on sirat mustaqim ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah purify our hearts ya allah ala purify our hearts ya allah ala purify our hearts ya allah remove all the evil from our hearts ya allah remove all the malice and jealousy and hatred from our hearts ya allah remove the pride and arrogance from our hearts ya allah 
remove the love of the ego and wealth from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, put the love of the akhirat in our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, all have gathered here for your muhabbat, Ya Allah. They have gathered to become yours, Ya Allah. You become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. Allah, you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. Koi tujse kuch, koi kuch mangta hai. Ilahi, me tujse talabgaar tera. Ilahi, me tujse talabgaar tera. Ilahi, me tujse talabgaar tera. Ya Allah, we're begging you for you, Ya Allah. Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. Allah, if you are ours, we have everything, Ya Allah. If you are not ours, we have nothing, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you become ours and protect us and safeguard us, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Save us from all the temptations of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, nafs and shaitan are out to destroy us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot save ourselves, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, don't leave us to ourselves for the blink of an eye, Ya Allah. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ayn. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ayn. Ya Allah, don't leave us to ourselves for the blink of an eye also, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us in your safety, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you guide us and protect us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, guide us to all that is good, Ya Allah. Save us from every evil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the tongue, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you guide us to all that is pleasing to you, Ya Allah. Let us every moment of our life be in the amal of your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all that displeases you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from everything that is haram, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Grant us barkat in our rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us such rizq, Ya Allah, that becomes a means of sukoon, Ya Allah. That becomes a means of reaching, gaining the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every taste of the illness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, those who in anxieties and worry and depression, Ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, those who in financial difficulties, remove their difficulties also, Ya Allah. Those who in debts, make the easy payments of their debts possible, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families throughout the Ummad. Ya Allah, fill their covers with noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on imane kamil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, in this Mubarak month, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us this great wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, indeed we have done nothing, Ya Allah. We are not deserving of anything, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are the ya Allah, worst of all, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, but you are most gracious, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are most kareem, Ya Allah. Kareem is that being who gives those who are undeserving, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are your undeserving servants, Ya Allah. But Ya Allah, your grace is for everyone, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you shower down your rahmat and mercy upon us as well, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Grant us the muhabbat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, grant us the love of the sunnah 
of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah enable us to live the life of the Sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah remove the ways of Yahud and Nasara from our lives. Ya Allah. Allah put the hatred of the ways of Yahud and Nasara in our hearts. Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin. Ya Allah. Accept all the work of Deen that is taking place. Ya Allah. Allah accept the efforts of the Masajid, Madaris, Makati. Ya Allah. Allah accept the efforts of the Khanqas. Ya Allah. Accept the work of Dawat and Tabliq. Ya Allah. Allah accept the efforts of all the Jamaat throughout the world. Ya Allah. Allah make all the work of Deen a means of Hidayat. Ya Allah. All the organizations of Deen accept it, Ya Allah. Allah accept their efforts and heart, Ya Allah, whatever work they are doing, Ya Allah. Allah make it all a means of khair and benefit for the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You accept us for Deen, Ya Allah. Accept our progenies for Deen, Ya Allah. Allah till our last breath keep us in the work of Deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, we are begging for afiyat in everything, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from trials and tribulations, Ya Allah. Allah, we are too weak to be tested, Ya Allah. Allah, we are too weak to be tested, Ya Allah. Allah, we cannot withstand any test, Ya Allah. Allah, don't test us in our deen, Ya Allah. Allah, don't test us in our dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, we cannot even withstand any little bit of sun on us, Ya Allah. Allah, where we are going to withstand the trials, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the trials of dunya, Ya Allah. Save us from the trials of akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not put us into jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot stand the, withstand the little heat of this dunya, Ya Allah. Where we are going to tolerate the heat of jahannam, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you save us from the azab of the qabr, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us from the azab of the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are present, Ya Allah. You are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. You know the cry of each one's heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you remove each one's difficulties and problems, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we remove each one's hardships with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you grant the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them, they are hopeful we make dua for them. Ya Allah, you grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant one and all your muhabbat and love, Ya Allah. Grant one and all your nisbat and connection, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, in this Mubarak month, whatever ibadat was made, Ya Allah, out of your grace, accept it, Ya Allah. Out of your mercy, accept it, Ya Allah. It is not worthy of presenting to you, Ya Allah. But out of your mercy, and Ya Allah, grace, accept it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Whatever we have asked for, grant us as well. Grant us that as well, Ya Allah. What we should have asked for and have not asked, Ya Allah, without asking, give it to us, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-alihi al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabihi ajma'in subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillah